1: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of Life Rank. That's right, we're going to rank some fun things here tonight. And with me is uh, one of my all-time favorite life-ranked guests. Go back and listen to the episode about dying alone. It is... From Screen Junkies and a lot of places, the talented genius Lon Harris. Oh, you're very you're very kind. I'm not kind. I'm just stating facts, <laughs> sir. Uh,
0: I like that it. it's a little more upbeat this time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Last time was so, uh, it was funny, but a little dark.
1: Got <laughs> kind of a little bit dark. A little dark, a little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're here, we're here, and we, quite frankly, this episode, I mean, we could have done this regardless, but I don't think you or I, as, as fans of the show, could have thought that we'd be in a position to redo it because Kirby enthusiasts. Back. I,
0: yeah, I really did not think he was good. It just seems like it's so much work, and he's not that kind of guy. He's just not the kind of guy that's like, I want to embrace
1: yeah. doing a lot of work when I don't have to. I mean, I don't even know how the series came about simply because he just must have been bored because you cash out that much money from yeah. Seinfeld i'm gone to the islands i'm done right
0: i always think of the the story he tell he tells about like when seinfeld first like when they made the first few episodes and it was so right. torturous for him and he's like well at least nobody's gonna like the show and it'll get canceled i won't have to do this anymore and then he had that meeting with nbc where they're like we love it we want you know we need 23 more scripts or whatever and it was just like that like ugh. like i now it's horrible i, yeah. I have the success so to think that that he was already that horrified by having to do it back in the 90s at the beginning yeah. of Seinfeld, that he's now created two, two shows.
1: iconic, long-running comedy series. And yeah, uh, Curb Enthusiasm, for the most part, is improved. But uh, really, when you hear and read about how the show comes about, you're, it's like 16-page treatments. Sure. They have an idea, and especially as the show gelled along. It's so interesting to go back watch season one, which I've been doing. Yeah. Because this will be what, ninth or tenth season? Ninth. Ninth, yeah. right. So to go back and dig into it and to see that first season and how they were still finding themselves and a sure, yeah. smaller scale in a lot of different ways. I, I love the growth, but yeah, you can see what's put into it. And, and it grew out of that comedy special. Remember to that yes. one
0: hour HBO special where it was like he was getting ready to do stand up and they were yeah. just, the cameras were following him around and it was very loose. That whole special, yeah. the whole plot is like, he's thinking about maybe doing an HBO special and then he decides against it.
1: Decides against it. And there's, right. a, and there's real footage of him doing stand up and, yeah. and it, it's kind of this—it's this faux documentary in which you can see how it, how it takes shape. Um, so yeah, but then it gets so like by I,
0: one of the episodes I'm going to talk yeah. about. I don't want to blow yeah.
1: it. Is uh, in season I believe seven, and
0: it gets like it's pretty intricate. Like by the oh season six, excuse yeah, me. yeah. And by that point, like he really you you couldn't do it without heavy <laughs> outlining because the yeah. the plot gets
1: complicated. It does get complicated, and uh, which is which is again. Larry David knowing that that's Larry uh, it's a character for sure but yeah you're right I was I was I wrote this show off as it was in my past yeah and I I had known Garland for a little bit when I was the security director of the farmer's market he had an office there and he took a liking hmm. – he used to hang out with Paul Mazursky, the late Paul Mazursky, and, and a group of directors and everything. And uh, my girlfriend would sell them coffee everywhere at the coffee corner there. And so sure. he, he took a liking to her. She would always have his muffin ready every day. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I would never try to – I, I walked mm-hmm. him to his office one day, went to give, give him the keys to his new office. Mm-hmm. And we had a great conversation about how he once washed his wallet to avoid writing. Um, but I always would <laughs> kind of like, hey, ask him, is Curb ever, you know, what are they going to do? And he at the time was like, I, don't know. I think we're working on something. I don't know. Yeah. Larry, he just, uh, he'll let
0: you know. Right. That's what the guys always, uh, Richard Lewis, I think I see, say that too. He's like, sometimes you get a phone call from Larry David. He's like, we're going to do, the, you're in three episodes. Come on this day. <laughs> like, it really is that,
1: that, that Quickly, (laughs) so many highlights to choose from. Oh my god, and I gave you, I texted you the other day. I was like, What do you think the chances are of you recording (laughs) a show and you can choose five of the best moments from Kirby Enthusiasm? I'm sure we'll have bonus options, and then I just we can talk about the show because it's back, it's coming back, it is back. Uh, so. Let's try to do this. Sure. It's a big task, starting with number five.
0: Number five. So I, I mentioned season six. That's the the one I'll start with here. Yeah. The episode's "The Therapist," season six, episode nine. Uh, uh, so to, to give you a sense... This is what I was talking about, the complicated plot. So yeah. Larry's therapist is played by Steve Coogan in a really <laughs> very <laughs> funny guest turn. Yeah. Uh, and he's found out that Cheryl now... he want, the, the, What's going on in the story is he's trying to convince Cheryl to come back. Because she's, she's left, left him. him.
1: right? Which was a very meta play on real life. Sure. Theory.
0: They've split up. Yeah. He wants to win her back. And he's found out that she's literally hanging on everything her therapist right. is saying. She only listens to her therapist. So Larry Hatch is in ludicrous scheme. To where he's going to set up Cheryl's therapist to get mugged, he'll then swoop in and save her, Cheryl's therapist will be like, oh my god, Larry David's a hero, and will advise Cheryl to go back to him. Of course. So Larry's originally, what ends up happening is that Steve Coogan poses as uh, as the mugger. But Larry's first thought is to go to Leon Black. He's yeah. still living
1: with him, of course. J.B. Smoove. yeah, the uh, amazing J.B.
0: Incredible. I mean, the, one of the big challenges of this was, like, I knew yeah. I had to pick a Leon and Larry scene. Yeah, and it yeah. was, like, which one? Because there's so many. Like, da- I thought of Danny Duberstein. Yeah. I thought of when they're driving around stealing people's jerseys. Oh, Joe Pepitone. Joe Pepitone. But, uh, but I ended up with this one where – so Larry is, like, explaining the pitch to Leon. First of all, Leon's reaction is hilarious which is immediately like, "Oh yeah, I'll do that." Like it's <laughs> no, he puts up no resistance at all. No
1: hesitation.
0: And then his version of it is always like, "All right, so I'll pretend to mug the guy, Larry, you stop me, Larry, I'm going to stomp your ass, then, you know, I'll go, we'll get the purse back, and that's always, even when he's telling Loretta about the plan later, he's like, so, La- I'm going to pretend to steal the purse, Larry's going to stop me, I'm going to just stomp Larry down, I'm going to beat Larry's ass, and uh, it's so great, and Larry said, they're like, no, I, you don't, well, no, don't, you don't beat my ass, I did
1: just that he's assumed that part of the he's assumed and then and then Leon has to at least get that in. Yeah, you
0: know? no. Like, what are you saying? Well, like, would, this encounter wouldn't end without me just completely almost murdering you before I get away. And he's just so nonchalant about it. Uh, yeah, it is. It is really and, and, and overall a really underrated episode. When the yeah. mugging ends up happening, Larry and the the therapist are playing out the scene in the foreground. Yeah, and she's thanking him, and he's trying to like sort of win her over. And we see the cops brutally arresting Steve Coogan. <laughs> In the background, they're playing both scenes simultaneously, which, (laughs) you know, production-wise... Nightmare. Nightmare. Everything's got to be coordinated. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but there the improv is definitely yeah, a, a work.
0: Well, and I mean even the, the, the action, if you think about directing it, like you have to keep Larry and the therapist in the foreground, but you have to be able to see everything that's happening in the background <laughs> and the timing of it has to work it's incredible.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you that show, not that it needed new life, but when, when JB Smooth showed up, that was uh, a, an amazing gust of wind. Yeah, <laughs> to oh, and yeah. Already sailing ship.
0: Well, but. yeah, I mean, so much of the show is is bouncing Larry off of these other they great improvisers and sort of how he kind of matches their energy. And it is part of the subtext of the whole show. Yeah. Uh, one of the character things that Larry David does, that I think is so funny is he, he, he does, he, he plays to whoever he's around. Like yes. he, there's the, there's the episode with the, the gay choreographer where yep. he starts to act, he starts to take on gay affectations <laughs> and he does it all the time. There's another episode I'm going to talk about where he's hanging out with a rapper and he starts to sort of um, act more street. Um, uh, yeah. And, you know, so I, I love that he really has sort of baked that <laughs> into the show. Absolutely. And I, that, you know, when he finds these different people with different energy, and he sort of plays to it, and so, yeah, J.B. Smoove was just
1: incredible. I mean, I was, uh, the other day, don't, this is out of context, don't ask me how this word came up, but uh, the word ejaculate came up, and I mm-hmm. started laughing just hearing Leon in my head <laughs> going, ejaculate! Ejaculate, Larry! <laughs> ejaculate! Yeah. Uh, that's just one of the, that's one of the all-time best TV characters. Oh,
0: yeah. And,
1: and there, because it, it's it's
0: Sort of unexpected, but then you see them together and you're like, it does. It. it it sort of makes sense. They, they yeah.
1: click in this weird way. It absolutely works. That's a great moment, number five, from later stuff and later seasons. And a lot of shows can sometimes be overlooked because we're so used to rewatching the early seasons that hooked us. So, season six, episode nine.
0: Yeah, I went, went all the way to season six for that one. Like it. Number four. Uh, number four for me, uh, it's from season one. So we'll go yeah. all the way back. Uh, yeah. Season one, episode eight. Uh, the episode's called Beloved Aunt. But oh, yeah. this leads to what I think is one of the best yes. single moment sort of jokes of the whole thing. You can say it. <laughs> uh, when when he the, the moment is Larry not realizing anything has gone wrong not with this his obit. Yeah. He arranged for this. Oh, I know people. Let me get the obit in the paper for Cheryl's. Aunt, yeah. uh the, the typo is is cunt instead. Yes. And it's Cheryl's dad. <laughs> they they're the room of all of Cheryl's family is just staring daggers at him, and Cheryl's dad throws the paper out of it, just yeah. yells.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Love, beloved wife, love,
1: you know, <laughs> beloved cunt. It's really amazing. Hey, which is his father uh, or Cheryl's father's play by with Paul Dooley, yeah, right? who's one of the all time great improvers. Second City, all that sure. kind of stuff. Uh, great history there. Yeah, that to me, I was have uh, been rewatching and trying to prepare for for this next season, mm-hmm. and uh, that is where the show really starts in my mind to take. On the life and, and and the feeling of what it is now, right? It's changed. It's got deeper. It's everything. But you go back, and there's some great stuff in episode one, two, three, all that kind of stuff. But that's where it really. Yeah, Larry's suffering starts to come into play. <laughs> well,
0: and it also used to, it used to be. I feel like early episodes, a lot of the time, it's just like really one long scene. Like he came up with yeah. a like Porno Gill with Bob Odekirk is an uh, episode yeah, I yeah. love, yeah. but it's really a long form improv premise. Like yes. you're you're in a fight with your wife, and then you take her to this dinner party, and you didn't realize everybody at the party is in porn. Yeah, like and and you say that, and it's like that's the whole episode. That's the episode. And then yeah, beloved aunt is when it starts to take that turn where he's got multiple threads, all the balls are in the air at once, and he's kind of. Working it towards <laughs> these individual perfect moments,
1: and it's you know Larry the, the 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 Larry David on screen would so it's the uncomfortable moments, and I know people who have not watched the show they've stopped because it's too uncomfortable, it's too real. Sure, um, people who are it's the hot spit moments where you're like, uh and then it's just the that you just. Larry's such a lovable, not loser, but he's certainly not a loser with that cash. Uh, but uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just in this beloved aunt is the one where he ends up <laughs> sleeping in his car. Yeah. You know, where it's like he didn't
0: well, even do anything right. Wrong. Well, that's, I mean, people, when they talk about the show, a lot of the time Larry's described as like this yeah. crank, this bitter, angry, miserable, right. misanthropic guy. And like that stuff is there. Yeah. But yeah, this episode touches on like a lot of the time he's trying to be nice. Like <laughs> he does want people to like him. It's not like he's, uh, some angry old miser who wants to be yeah. alone. He just, like, he also feels very strongly about a lot of things and has these strongly held opinions and isn't good at balancing them. Right,
1: right. Love that moment.
0: That yeah. is it. That's that's a great one. Number uh, three. Number three. Uh, so I there were two things I really, really love. It's season five, episode eight, the ski lift. It has... <laughs> Two moments that I think Are all time oh, wow. yeah, classics I forgot about that one uh, So the one that I'm picking Is my official pick is Larry is on a ski lift Larry is pretending For complicated reasons We don't have to get into Be an orthodox Jew Right He is not an orthodox Jew He doesn't really even know Any of the rules But he's pretending He's doing a voice uh, yes. And he's on the ski lift With a young orthodox Jewish woman The sun is setting She's not allowed She's not allowed to she be out She can't be son. with a man She's unmarried She can't be with a man After sundown And she is trying to talk Also, the other thing to realize about this moment they're starving. They've been stuck up there a while. And Larry, through again a series of complicated things, has found edible panties (laughs) in his coat. So he's eating these edible panties, offering her a chew. She's saying, you've got to jump off of the ski lift because we can't be together. Right. And he just turns and goes... What are you fucking nuts? <laughs> and then she has to do it, and you don't—you don't follow the the the, the, the brilliant a bit of the direction. Yeah, is the camera just purely stays on
1: Larry eating the edible as we hear her fall into the snow below, <laughs> likely hurting herself. That that talk about underrated episodes under again season five. This is we're getting you know halfway through the show's run, but it's that is yeah that is one of those. Where you know, first of all, Larry doing an Orthodox Jew voice is one of the best. We're, we're going to revisit.
0: There's another moment of any time yeah. it's it's Larry David playing what he <laughs> thinks is a version of of another kind of person. So in this case, Larry's m- in his his mental image of an Orthodox <laughs> Jew that he's trying to emulate is so ridiculous it, and it's so is great. The one? Is it, does he have a lunch in that one? He's yes, said, it, yeah. well, it's because it's, it's he's trying to arrange for someone else to donate a kidney to Richard <laughs> Lewis. He doesn't want to <laughs> have to give Richard Lewis his own kidney, so he's He's trying to butter up the kidney donation guy <laughs> right, who right. could get a kidney. Uh, who he finds out is an Orthodox Jew from uh, from George Lopez, oddly yes, enough. Oddly enough. Uh, so yeah, so he he meets him for lunch. He he uh, pretends to accidentally hit his car and leaves him a note, and then oh, like, oh, let me take right. you to lunch. And he's doing this really ridiculous Jewish voice, and he's also he's he's saying a lot of fake Hebrew under his breath. So he's like, ay <laughs> <"Hey, hey, laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, and as a as a non practicing Jew, I relate to that. You relate Just to on that, that level yeah. of how uncomfortable that would be to try to to try to get you know relate to one of those people on that level. Like later, the the woman, the Jewish woman is like, you know, I mean, Hashem. and he's like, yeah, I know Hashem. Ah, yeah, <laughs> it's so so great. Uh, but that episode also yeah. has a totally different. Like I had thought of both of these moments as potentials without even realizing they're in the same. That they're episode, in the same episode, which is. Larry has also heard from the nurse. Richard Lewis's nurse used to date Jeff. Yes. And she tells Larry that Jeff has a small penis. And Jeff responds, no, no, no. She has a big <laughs> vagina. And they come up with a <laughs> hand signal to reference, like how a woman would go. Um, yeah, you uh, can't see because it's pockets so you hold your fingers close together oh, yeah. like, oh, he's got a small dick. Yeah. So Larry comes up with putting your palms <laughs> outstretched <laughs> like, oh, big vagina. These big <laughs> vagina women are getting away with murder. So to have both of those totally disconnected scenes
1: and mu- in one episode, is and incredible. much like Seinfeld before, you can see where just these phrases and catchphrases and everything that come out of just mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff—it's it's part of G, uh, Larry David's genius. And I that
0: think. is that that moment with Big Jerry too—the the improv with him and Garland is so so tight because yeah. the moment you can tell, like I forget who first says it, yeah. Uh, Because Jeff's like, big vagina. He's like, big vagina. And then Jeff goes, these big vagina women are getting away with murder. And you get like, that's what takes it to like that next level.
1: Garland getting intense is one of my fun things. Garland's great at just the... I mean, the big bowl of wrong, uh, <laughs> yeah. those kind of things, uh, I, you know, he's so good at the seasoning of those of those scenes.
0: I, a, a thing I noticed on rewatching some of these episodes, too, is that uh, another one of like the sort of subtext things that we threw it is he eggs Larry on. That's what yes. he's the only character in the show who. <laughs> Basically encourages Larry's behavior. Everyone else got it. Yeah, everybody up. else is like, listen, don't. Just don't, don't say anything. But Jeff is like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, how dare she? Big vagina women getting away with murder.
1: <laughs> There's a quote. Oh, my God. It's There's so a good. T-shirt. Great moment. Yeah. Uh, number two. Number we, two. Have, we have to
0: number two. Yeah. Uh, this was hard because the, the, these are... I oh, I yeah. I hemmed and hawed on, on a lot of the top five, but these two are definitely my two favorite Kirby enthusiasm moments. Uh so I'm gonna j I'm gonna just pick. Yeah. Uh for number two, uh Larry Through a complicated series, he tries to steal a five wood out of the coffin of Marty Funkhauser's recently (laughs) deceased father, which was placed there by Sven because he thought Sven was Swedish and Sven is Norwegian. Norwegian. So he's trying to get the club out. It gets them kicked out of their country club, and then they have to go. Cheryl wants them to try to get into the Beverly Glen country club. Yeah, right, 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 yeah very waspy, conservative Republican. And so they have to go for their meeting, you know, with the guys from the club. And Larry's, again, doing his impression. Doing his version of it. This time of what he would be like as a conservative, waspy Republican. And it is, I, there's so many jokes in one scene.
1: What's What season is that from? I'm looking uh, it up here. Uh, that
0: uh, episode is, it's called The Five Wood. It's season four, episode five. There you go. And the amount, like the amount of stuff that he and, and uh, Cheryl Hines are throwing out at these guys in this one scene, where He's like, well, I just left my Hummer there in the parking lot. Love it, so much room. <laughs> they, they, they say they met on the Reagan campaign, uh, and then the one of the other one of the two guys from the country club keeps doing. and It's definitely like an improv, classic improv game, but keeps giving the side like, so what organizations are you remember of? And even after Lera say four, he'll be like, are there any other <laughs> organizations? Just keep so it, it, it forces him into this like he's like, well, I'm a moose and an elk, <laughs> a moose and an elk. Oh. Uh, it's I I it, it just plays and plays and plays and it keeps. Keeps getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. It builds in an unbelievable way. And that episode also has the scene right before that is when he, uh, Cheryl and Susie have found out that they got kicked out of the country club. Yes, yes. And it's a top five
1: Susie moment. Uh, I moment. Yeah, I mean, t- it's f- going back and watching that pilot. Yeah, and she's uh, in the first couple episodes, and she's just like, "Hi, I'm Susie." <laughs> right, yeah. And also the that that you you're yeah. fat. This is one of the of great nature. like mean, rip-you-apart yeah.
0: Susie scenes. And she, you know, because at first he's saying, like, well, maybe we'll go. We'll try to get it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're getting into that club with that Jew face. <laughs> he's like, I'm more of a Jew face than you? I'm far more Gentile-looking than you are. It's an amazing back and forth. Amazing thing.
1: Yeah. All right. That is great. All right, so.
0: That brings us to number one? Number one. I sort of alluded then, to this. We're going season three, episode eight. The oh, episode yeah. is Crazy Eyes Killer. Might be the best ever episode. I... I get S and I I label that one as my favorite. It it might be the best ever episode. And and again, so many moments. Yeah. The entire Chris Williams plays Crazy Eyes Killing. It's yeah. an incredibly funny, yeah. layered performance. Because at first you think he's just gonna be like Thug rapper guy Like But then he He really does bring There's a sweetness to him Yep And his He's so excited to be friends With Larry (laughs) And it's that That The fact that you buy Their friendship Is what makes the episode I think so funny So there's a whole part Where he's giving Larry A tour of his house Giving You want to come see the house house. Is like a big bit In the whole episode Right So he's giving Larry The tour of the house And he's like Yeah this floor is made Of some floor shit It's amazing (laughs) Every moment is funny But the moment I'm thinking Is when they first meet At the house party Yep it's because he's marrying Wanda Sykes, and so they're at this yep. backyard party, and he runs some lyrics that he's written by Larry, and Larry's giving like punching it up. He's like, you know, this second you already used, motherfucker, the second time, how about how about bitch? <laughs> and it's, uh, it's 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 perfect, which
1: leads to one of my favorite lines: "Of uh, am I your Caucasian? Are you my Caucasian? Are you my Caucasian? You my Caucasian? <laughs> yeah,
0: that the, that yeah. performance. And I do think that in some ways it does kind of foreshadow." Leon, like that episode yes. worked so well that he probably was thinking like, oh, like another like really funny
1: black meaning could bring that really yeah. big energy would be. Well, Larry's constant struggles with African-Americans yes. and, and his best efforts and intentions going tremendously awry right. is present from early on it's, in the show. It's a, it's a constant. It's a, it's a constant, constant theme. Yeah.
0: Um, but he's able to do it in a way that, first of all, is even though. The the early episodes of that show are a decade old. It still feels very yeah. current. It does it's not cringy? You no. never watch that show and it feels out of step, like Seinfeld and other shows from the nineties.
1: Yeah, sometimes the. I I know what you mean because it, it might be it seem on the surface sacrilegious to take down it, to say something, but I love Seinfeld the show. I love Seinfeld the sure. But yeah, you watch some of those episodes, and they are of their time. And right? There are some of those episodes yeah. where if you were making this episode today, you would
0: obviously rethink how yeah. you approach this. And I mean, there are some episodes that I think still play very sort of like yeah, yeah. even in woke twenty seventeen, yeah, yeah. like the. Uh, the one where Elaine Is dating the guy And they both think The other one is biracial Like mm-hmm. that's very That could have been Made right. last week Right right uh, But right. there's another one Where it's a little Like the cigar store Indian We're like yeah. I don't know if we quite Do this we, in the same way We do it differently now Or the Chinese yeah. restaurant Yeah it's Like a little bit Like we might reconsider Yeah But Curb never feels that way No, it no. And this episode Crazy As Killer Has it Larry says The N word And yeah. not N I G G A. No, he says
1: the N word. The N word, and I, so w- this is a great list, and we're going to talk some bonus stuff yeah. here. But after you talking about the show, that is my first thought, and I know Larry will handle it the way Larry David handles it. But going back and watching, I'm I'm about season three actually through my rewatch, and I've watched every one of these seasons other than seven or eight. I've watched every one of them uh, five, six, seven, eight times. You know, sure, what I mean? yeah, seven these early eight, seasons I've seen yeah, a lot. Yeah, seen a lot. Almost wither uh, I'm almost have them memorized. But with now and times. Have changed, should change, comedy changes, sensibilities change, what we are used to. How, do, you, do you see – is he going to address – what is he going to address? The changes? Is he going to try to wedge something in in a Larry David way? I don't think there's any way he does a new season of – because this show
0: is political. Like yeah. it's always kind of been political. It's always, it's, it does feel – obviously I don't know him personally, so I can't know yeah. how authentic it is, but – the, the effort has always been to really reflect who he is and what's going on and yeah, his yeah. perspective on things. So, yeah, I don't think you can make a Trump-era Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. without it being about the Trump era yeah. in some ways. I think he's got to address it. And J.B. Smoove is back. Yeah. Leon's going to be a big part of the season. So, again, I think <laughs> obviously the what's going on is going to be at the forefront. It
1: absolutely will. It has yeah. to be. Hey, I mean, Chris I don't know if – you know does, does he say that word this time around? Probably not. But I, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't, don't with know. Larry but, David, I don't know.
0: In a in a weird way, I think maybe he still would because the way the 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 way that it's used in the episode is that yep. he's again he's doing the thing he's doing the thing where yep. he's he's relating to he's trying to relate to Crazy Eyes Killer on his own level, which is what yep. always gets Larry in trouble, but which is a in general a good thing to do. It's yeah. what you should do. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> And that you know, it's it's that it's that is that is why I'm so of it. yeah, I'm so clear. I mean, again, time, times have changed, and that is okay. And but Larry David is Larry David. I'm so curious about that. Um, when did you did you watch this show? And it's when it was right up first run. Or oh yeah, a- absolutely. I, I was a huge Seinfeld fan in its own time. Sure. Like when
0: Seinfeld was on TV, I was watching religiously every right. week and quoting it and, and rewatching and whatever. So yeah, the the guy who did Seinfeld, I I knew Larry David. I actually got to interview. Him once, oh wow, uh, the movie Sour Grapes. Yeah, remember yeah. that, which was. Before this, right? That was before Curb. It was, yeah. it was immediately, in fact, I know exactly when it was. It, it must have been around 1997 because I was working for the UCLA Daily Bruin. Right. And that's how I got the opportunity to go do the interview. And I remember during the interview, it was the Seinfeld finale had not yet aired. Right. But it had been announced that Larry David's going to come back and write the finale. So all the questions at the oh, junket. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All the, he wanted to talk about sour grapes, which was not very, not the best. Looking at it now, it's yes. like how hugely disappointing because yeah. like the guy did so much other great stuff. Um, yeah. So he wants to talk about the movie. Everybody at the junket just wants to talk about like, what's going to happen on la What are you doing for the last yeah. Seinfeld? It was, it was huge news at that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you were, you were right so there at the beginning. So I did. Yeah. So I immediately, when it was yeah. like, I watched that comedy special without knowing it was going to turn into a show. Just,
1: yeah. Oh, Larry David has an HBO comedy special. See, I, I, I was not, I didn't have HBO at the time. And, uh, this is what 2000, the show mm-hmm. started. And, uh, um, I'll tell you, my my good friend Casey Alexander, um, who's been on the Napsack Files before, uh, uh, worked over at SpongeBob for years uh, and done a lot of other great things. He hates being pigeonholed, just a SpongeBob (laughs) guy. Sure. he was like, "You gotta watch this stuff," and he had he'd hand me like CD-ROM copies. <laughs> right. and I'd watch it on my old desktop, yeah, like small this box was screen. Two thousand was like, yes, yeah, this, like. this is what it was like. This is what it was like. Didn't have no HBO now. That yeah, I could no, there was it
0: nothing. It was like, oh, you missed that when it was on TV. Uh, yeah, oh, well, maybe good they'll luck. Put to you. it out on <laughs> DVD one day.
1: Yeah, and later on they would. I started collecting them. Uh, I just I just resold. I had the first six seasons on DVD, and I just sold. That them was out. what you did. I mean, HBO
0: yeah. would air it. There was no DVR. You yep. didn't save it. There was no streaming. It was Yep. Like you watched it. You either recorded I, it or you got it. I think season one
1: had the special on it. It's the only way I saw the special. Right. Uh, but I watched yeah. it, and I just I, – I started from episode one, and, you know, you tell, you get the pants tent, and that's one, one of my – I still think it's one of my favorite moments. It's not a big, giant moment. Your list is wonderful. There's little mm-hmm. things that grab you early on when you get the show, and it was when he and Richard, episode one, are yelling at each other in Larry's office in Santa Monica, and and Richard says something about, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you at five or something. And Larry's like, well, so, what are you, Gary Cooper? What you, Gary Cooper? <laughs> yeah. And you see Richard Lewis break character and go, oh, that's pretty funny. I still hate you, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. And that's where I think the power of what could go on when these people know each other sure. well and do these scenes grabbed me. And so I, I was uh, – season three or four was coming out by that point. Yeah. I, I had to catch up in a dramatic fashion.
0: Yeah, I mean that uh, – the stuff with, man the, Anything with Richard Lewis Is great it's, I actually yeah. did One of the ones I really wrestled with That I was I was thinking yeah. of Including on the list And I've always loved it Because it's a true It's Richard Lewis Telling a true story yeah. On Curb Enthusiasm uh, Season 3, episode 4 The Nanny from Hell Is the title of the episode
1: Oh, Sherry O'Terry Yes right?
0: And the bit is They're eating lunch And Richard <laughs> Lewis Is telling Larry He hears the guy next to him Be like They're all sitting Real bunched together And the guy next to him Is like Ugh, this is like The lunch <laughs> from hell And Richard goes to Larry Like, you know I invented that yeah. The blank from hell I was is the first guy to say this is the thing from hell. That's true. That's Richard true. Lewis invented. He used to call himself the comedian from hell, and that was he, he did the. If you look it up in the Yale uh, Book of Quotations, he's credited with coining that phrase. So I love that. That. It's like a filmed conversation yeah. between Richard Lewis. This is obviously something that bothers Richard the, Lewis the, they nobody to get nobody knows. Out there. He was the
1: guy that invented calling something like <laughs> the lunch from hell. What are some of your other moments? I know we talked about the the carpool lane episode. Where oh, the, yeah, we're, where we're he's got
0: a... I mean, that whole episode is so great, but there is one small-ish moment in that episode that I absolutely love. Uh, credit to Bob uh, Einstein. Bob Einstein, yeah. Uh, Super Dave. Super Dave. Who plays Marty Funkhauser. Uh, <laughs> Marty, yeah, Mar- Marty Funkhauser. Yeah, Marty Funkhauser. All, all, all he wants, he's he's he needs Larry's help. He's desperate. Larry has driven to Dodger Stadium with a prostitute, yeah, uh, so that he could use the carpool lane. He's he's explaining to Marty Funkhauser who doesn't want to hear it. He's like, "No, I just picked her up. She's not here with that prostitute. I just went here for the carpool lane." And he's just like, "Yeah, I buy it. Like, I just like <laughs> shut up. Like, let's just get past this." <laughs> and the dead, it's so deadpan and it's so funny. Like, I.
1: Yeah, I buy it. That's buy one it. of the things too. The show is uh, the, the the guest stars. The, you know, as the show goes on, you're obviously going to get potential bigger guest stars and everything. And finally, Seinfeld, the reunion stuff. I loved sure. all that. But oh, it's man. like, like I so love the Colby Donaldson from Survivor appearing the, oh, the Survivor, Survivor. Yeah, the, the Holocaust Survivor, Survivor. Survivor right? Also, Gina Gershon, and uh, I love going back to. I mean, Ben Stiller, I think, did great. You mentioned Steve Coogan. A lot of these people allowing themselves to come into this playground, yeah. Maybe take some, maybe take some shit. Well,
0: yeah, know? we were we were mentioning uh, the Five Wood that. Yeah. Is is the producer's season that yes, that's yeah. like, so the other plot in that episode is it's David Schwimmer. He's just taken over for yeah, ben, Stiller, right, ben Stiller and it's the cashew raisins. Cause <laughs> that's the other thing. Cause remember that's what in the, in the that's how Larry gets caught, caught at the funeral. They find a cashew <laughs> in the coffin. So they know he was eating those cashew raisins. And yeah, the, the, the Schwimmer stuff of that season is really, he's a really good foil yeah. for him as well. Yeah.
1: A dancing early on. And it was also, oh, Paul Reiser has oh, a great Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also interesting too, because like, uh, uh, my friend Jay, who's been on, on Absolute Files as well, go check out some of our music episodes. He was always uh, – he pointed out it was you uh, when Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus in, in season one comes on uh, and uh, she has to – the neighbor, The Wire. Yeah. The episode of The Wire. And uh, it's one of the first times – and they go also the one uh, where the, he's playing poker mm-hmm. uh, later on. was that season two, I believe. And she's ta- she's she's dropping f bombs, right? And she said, "I just I want to go on HBO so I can say fuck." And my friend Jay would always be like, "It is so weird to see Elaine." Swearing like that Like <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't come This is Can't come And it was one of those I watched In watching season one and two It was to me Like it, you see What is What is the beginnings Of Veep in my mind Not It's not It's not scientific fact But you just look at it You go Oh I see her now In that light Right, right. Uh, She was Elaine So much up to that point well, that
0: was the, the pitch that they yeah. came up with Is called Aren't you Elaine Aren't you Elaine <laughs> And that's the whole bit Is she's an actress Who's desperate To take any other role But yeah. people only see her As yeah.
1: that one character And uh Uh um, I mean, just everything, and the, the the truth, and the uncomfortableness of Larry, and it's like I, I I guess it's a curmudgeon test. If you if you uh, c- identify and agree with a lot of Larry in these moments, you might be a curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I
0: think uh, there are times when it's the you, the audience, are on his side. It's it's not it's not the principle. Yeah. It's the way it's the way he's going about it because I yeah. think that's what makes so many of those episodes so great, and you get so involved in it is because it is relatable on one level. Like even the one with the therapist where he comes up with that crazy, stupid plan... At core, that's a real observation. Is like right. he's, he feels helpless in his relationship because she's listening to this person that he doesn't know and that he can't access. And right. that's relatable to the viewer. It's just he's going about it in this ludicrous, ludicrous horrible way.
1: Ludicrous way. Uh,
0: I thought of two more. Yeah. yeah there were two was... more episodes that I really like – did I want to include this? Yeah. We mentioned uh, Julie louis Dreyfus's early uh, uh-huh. contribution. Jason Alexander has a yeah. great early episode too. The whole, the whole plot line is they want to have a meeting about an idea for a project for Jason. Yeah. But uh, Larry goes to Jason's office, and they don't end up being as late. They don't have a meeting. Like, yeah, yeah. And so Jason is there, like, well, you should come back to my office. We'll do another meeting. And, and Larry's like, well, you should come to me. We had the meeting at your place last time. And then the, the whole argument becomes – the the yeah. arranging the meeting is not the meeting, and we never had the meeting, so you still have to come here to Music have the account. meeting. And it's true. And it is like it, it, it's right. True. It's another one that is relatable, and true, but it's also it's got that like dueling like yeah. we're used to Jason Alexander playing George, who was
1: the Seinfeld version of Larry, and the reoccurring theme of uh, Jason like, ah, you know, we played an idiot, <laughs> <You're> right, yeah, <laughs> just, just like a moron, just the worst guy. Yeah, yeah. I love too. I was just thinking about that when Michael J. Fox was on, and actually mm. Larry got to accuse him of harassment. And, and kind of make Michael J Fox just a, a you know yeah. try not to make him a non a character was great uh, that kind of stuff too
0: yeah and then one one more that again is a very relatable episode i think uh when the those those girls, the neighborhood girls that Larry's in a feud with, oh, uh, yeah. they he won't give them Halloween candy because they're not in costume. <laughs> and they write bald asshole yeah, on yeah, his door. And then he he reports it to the cop and he's he's trying to explain that it's a hate, hate crime, crime. Because bald people, and he's saying to the cop, like, bald people, we consider ourselves a, a group. And the, the cop is bald but shaves his he head. Shaves the head. And he's saying, like, well, I'm bald and I don't think of myself as part of this group. It's like, well. You shave your head. We don't really think of you as being part. We don't really think. Of, and again, all things that are relatable, he's just it, putting it's, them in that combination is toxic.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a good episode, too, where he, uh, he plays the, uh, the the music for his. Uh, oh, that sure. Dog, yeah. That friend, right. that the, big the orchestra. That, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff there. I'm so excited it's coming back. Uh, do you have any any worry? Say, like, Arrested Development Season 4 wasn't my favorite.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I Are you worried? I I really don't worry that much about it, because I feel like, at this point, I feel like he's got a pretty strong sense of quality control, and HBO has given him this deal that's like, well... Come back if you want. Don't. And I I get that Netflix. That's also Mitch Hurwitz's deal. Yeah. Like he didn't have to do that arrested season. It's just like that. He thought that would that would work. But I don't know. At this point, after all these two shows, I really do trust that if he didn't think he had something knock it out of the park funny, he
1: just wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. And I think, yeah, maybe in the end, because season. Let me look. Let me look. Season eight, uh, 2011. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't
0: done, like, that's what I mean. I feel like he's just gone all this time without having enough to make a great season, and now he feels like he's got enough material. I love
1: it. Season 1, 2000, I mean, pre-9-11, which factors in, of course, and then um, the technology is what's, I mean, Larry uh, having episodes based around writing down either wrong phone numbers or calling the oh, wrong sh- number from his sure, address yeah. book is—it's—it's it's, it, that's a weird thing to watch too. Uh, um, uh, God, I'm just yeah. Now I'm reminiscing, looking at these episodes here. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's it. there's a lot of great little 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 bits of moments, and again, it it does that Seinfeld thing of noticing. It's very observant about the like foibles yeah. of day to day life in big cities. But I think that what what Curb does because it's so much more of a character study. Yeah. Seinfeld, a lot of it being based around Jerry Seinfeld, who was not a professional actor, it sort of limited yep. the range of what you could do. I mean, I don't mean I, – I think Jerry Seinfeld's hilarious yeah. on that show. But it's because they ended up sort of writing it to what he to could what he do, do, and they made sort of some of his non-actor stuff part <laughs> his of the little, character.
1: His little breaking characters. Well, like allowed.
0: when yeah. – when uh, in the show, when Jerry Seinfeld gets mad at someone, he smiles, yeah, and yeah. that's because Jerry Seinfeld's not good at playing angry, <laughs> he's not- but they made it, they baked it into the yeah. role. So now that's like, well, that's what Jerry that's does what when does. he gets mad at you. Um, but this show, Larry David's more of a yeah. performer in, the, in an acting sense than Jerry Seinfeld, and I think that it's he's able to do more with just character stuff.
1: Were you like me? Because, uh, again, you were like me, a huge Seinfeld fan, but um, I was... You know, surprise when you go back and watch the times that Larry David showed up in Seinfeld. Oh my God.
0: They're all great. I love every uh, they, Larry the, David The man up. with the cape. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I love that it. it's because they do the, they, they riff on Babbitt like, who are you? And he goes, I'm uh, Frank Estanza's lawyer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just really matter of factly. Yeah. And that Frank, I like it also implies that Frank Costanza's is his only client. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he identifies <laughs> himself. <laughs>
1: I love it. And then, and of course, doing George Steinbrenner's voice. Dude,
0: sorry, and he's the guy uh, when George is dressed like uh, mm-hmm. King King Henry. Yes. Uh, and he hands him the, the bill with the lips on it. Yep. That George, That's one of my all-time favorite uh, yeah. Seinfeld episodes, by the way. <laughs> the one where George is convinced that the woman from the deli stole $20, $20 from him. Yep. And that bill becomes the whole. Because oh, that's also the one where the woman from his old neighborhood thinks that he's crazy. And he's trying to yeah, yeah. like, no, it's just a fool, Lloyd Braun. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. right. So, the, so wait, the man uh, with the flowers—it's his fault.
1: Yeah. Uh, gosh, Larry David is the hero. I think we need now. I'm so curious to see in this time where uh, you know uh, you know comedy has changed. Everything's changed. Everyone's sometimes on edge with good reason. And uh, I'm I'm so curious. And it begins in a couple days to see how yeah. Larry David can get through it all.
0: Well, we just had Mel Brooks just today made those comments. I don't know if you saw it about I Blazing see. Saddles. No. He's saying. You could never make Blazing Saddles Day, which I agree with that part. It yeah. is because like of this terrible PC culture. Right, 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 right. He's in his 90s, I think. Right, He'd right. Be forgiven. Uh, yeah. but I you know, I sort of I, I see what he's saying. Like Blazing right. Saddles is brilliant and amazing and hilarious. I love it. And it would not be made today. There's right. a lot of racist jokes in it. Yep. You'd be like, oh my God, this would be nope, offensive yep. to release today. But at the same time, like, but then you see stuff like Kirby Enthusiasm are like, we still have that
1: kind of comedy. It's just change. It's not it's, better or worse. It's just different. It's how you present it and how exactly. you address it, how you treat the truth of it. And I think the respect in it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, not that Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles didn't have respect. Well, that's what I'm wrong. saying. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that
0: both of those movies are getting it, both Blazing Saddles and, and stuff like Kirby Enthusiasm are yeah. getting at the same kinds of points and ideas. Yeah. They're just coming at it from these very different times and perspectives and what is okay to say and what yeah. is not if, and how to
1: present it. This is probably impossible to wrap up this episode, but if you had to show someone one episode to get the feel of the show, which one do you go to? You is know, it Crazy Eyes? Uh,
0: I mean, I love Crazy Eyes, but I, I don't know. I think a recent one, and it's one that everybody sort of mentions and loves. It's become an iconic episode. But I think it does, it because it does fundamentally what the show does so well mm-hmm. is Palestinian chicken.
1: Social assassin. Right.
0: And, and it's, it's got
1: that scene
0: in it, and yeah. it also has just the idea of that, it's a very simple, seemingly yeah. pointless conundrum of, like, he's a Jew, yeah. but this chicken is really delicious, <laughs> and he likes it, and uh, he, you know, like, it's the same, we were talking about, yeah. the, like, the, the Orthodox Jew on the ski lift, it's the same thing, it's like, here's this sort of principle that he knows he's supposed to hold to, but here's what he wants, yeah. and it'd be so simple to violate the principle and get what he wants, and that tension is so at the heart of Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. and that show does that, that episode does such a great job of sort of blowing that
1: up. I, I might race to uh, I actually, I was trying to rewatch all the episodes leading up to this season and i got i got lost in some other things but i might try to race through that season just to really kind of catch up and get the feel that right it'd be a good
0: just to get sort of to tie into uh the other one that i that i would think of is uh and i don't remember what the episode's called it might be called black swan where he kills the black swan on the. it is the black swan yeah that's another one where it's like it it really gets the sort of the Darkness and light, and the way the show sort of balances both—it's really funny, but it's also like grim almost. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of there. I'm yeah. trying to think there. I mean, Crazy Eyes early on was definitely the episode that I, I say it's—it's it's the the one that uh, I would put people to. But I don't know. I, I don't well, know. Had the Palestinian chicken definitely? It's become the most. A lot of people reference that one, and sure, that, that, that's yeah. probably
0: with good reason. The other uh, the other thing about like sort of season three, which is the Crazy Eye season. That whole season is the Martin Scorsese season where yeah, the Pilates, when he's, he's making the that incredible Scorsese film, and all of those scenes, if you pull them out of him shooting that, that Scorsese was sure wild, just And the fact that they got they got Marty in. Uh, and then he's he's doing I love that it's not just a cameo. They have scenes yeah. where Larry's not even there and it's just Martin Scorsese <laughs> just Martin doing <laughs> comedy. Like, what am I going to do? What am I doing? to do with this guy? What I got to get rid of this guy? Yeah. Like, he's just being funny. Like it's that you'd never expect that you never. would think, okay, they'll have funny moments with Larry bouncing off of Scorsese. i are just going to let
1: Scorsese drift for a while. Would you do me a favor? Would, uh, after this season ends here, uh, we got what? 88 eight episodes. Yes. Coming so I think let's right. come back and sure. do a talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a Catch talk. Curb. Maybe I'll bring Recap. another curb fan in. We'll do a curb talk round table. Yeah. We have all these game of Thrones, Watching star Wars shows. Curb. I talk. I, Pitch to the Collider folks It's like Can we do Do Curb Talk Why not Why not and, A recap show uh, Thad uh, My super, One of our production supervisors All on board uh, But that's the only vote I got oh, well, <laughs> After Buzz
0: We'll take it to After Buzz <laughs> Take it After Buzz
1: And <laughs> we'll do it here On the Knapsack Files Lawn. it is always a pleasure To have you come on The Knapsack Files I wish we could do it more Yeah um, Tell people where they can find you And all the wonderful Like I said I, I know you're at Screen, jo- screen Junkies But uh, um, But You do a lot of other things too Sure
0: I write a lot of the Sort of odds and ends If you have Full screen out there, if anybody, yeah. if your listeners have the full screen app, uh, I was the showrunner on Fantasies, F A N capital. Uh, check that out if you uh, have full screen. We we took fan fiction about YouTubers Made them into short films and then put the YouTubers in them. That's great. Uh, So it was kind of fun. And you can find me on Twitter at LONS, four letters.
1: One of the best Twitter handles out there. I got it. Follow Lons, follow me at Ken like us on Facebook. Don't forget we have the Patreon page. You can support me there at slash the Napsock files and like uh, on Facebook and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. You know the drill by now. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you after curb your enthusiasm. We'll come back. Lon and I will do it again. Sure. Bum bum bum